many things to be balanced. This here podcast is for a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You never know, we might be talking about spirituality and wellness, relationships, whatever it is that you do to get your money, be it working somewhere, be it running your own thing, be it having a side hustle, it's all good over here. We are getting organized, we are handling our time management better, and we are having fun through it all. Because over here, it's all love, all light, and good vibes only. So, if you are interested in living, laughing, and learning, growing, and glowing, drinking your water, and minding your own business, this is the perfect place for you. Hi, I'm Tiff, and welcome to the Life Unscripted Podcast. Building a brand and operating a business can get a little hectic sometimes. I mean, there's a million things to do and you only have two hands, but not to fret. I've got some goodies for you. I want you to visit organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. Organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. I have curated a list of some of the favorite tools and resources that I use as I operate my business that have been amazing for me. They have helped me to save time. They have helped me to build my team. They have helped me to stay connected with my people. And I absolutely love so many of these tools. I want to share them with you and it's free to download. So again, go to Organized Energy co slash spill the tea so that I can help you get started working smarter and not harder. So many of us have heard of the great resignation and many of us have also become aware of people around us might be you that um, has launched your own small business And I want to make sure that I am helping you guys to be equipped with what you need to be successful um, as you go on these journeys. So what we're going to do is to have a small series where I'll be highlighting some of my favorite tools that I use that helps me to run my brand, my businesses a little bit easier. Um, As you know, I recently uh, published a few books and rolled out some new programs um, that will also help you guys um, in your ventures. But going through the process of writing and publishing the books and rolling out the online programming and some of the other tools and resources that I have available to you, I came across some amazing tools that I fell in love with. So I want to introduce them to you. So one by one, as we do this series, I'm going to highlight one category at a time. Just give you a brief um, synopsis and explanation for why I think you should give this particular category of tools and resources um, a try. All right. So that's what we're going to be talking about coming right up. All right.
So, hey, everybody, I want to welcome you to another edition of the Life Unscripted podcast. So typically it's an audio podcast, but it's special this month because I am wanting to do something really, really special to feature um, Black history in the making. And so even though I'm actually camera shy, and you all probably don't know that, but I am, um, I decided to get in front of the camera just so that I can have some conversations with some incredible people um, that are among amongst us. And um, so anyway, that being said, I want to introduce myself. So for some of you all who don't already know, and you're not familiar with the podcast, I'm your girl Tiff. I like to say I'm your business and your balanced bestie. And um, by day, I am an author and newly uh, new business. I'm also a publisher now. Um, and so I uh, work with people helping to tell their stories or build their brands by teaching them how to um, launch and monetize a podcast uh, or write a book. And so that's like the new business card anymore, having a book in your hand. So that's what I do by day. But this podcast is my night, it's my night gig. It's my fun side. It's my, it's, it's like the side chick. So I love doing this. And so anyway, without further ado, I want to introduce to you, Mr. David Dennis. Um, David is one of my LinkedIn buddies. And the thing about LinkedIn is just like with any other platform, we collect connections and we sometimes lack connection. And so what I wanted to do was to be very intentional this month in making sure that I made connection with the ones I was already connected with, um, that I really knew not much about at all. Um, and so for Black History Month, uh, I will say to state the purpose of why David and I are gonna be having a conversation today, um, for Black History Month, as a little girl, when I was coming up in elementary school, middle school, even high school, our history was always the damaged parts. They would only teach us in school about the Jim Crow days, the civil rights era. We would watch Sounder. We would watch, watch Roots. We would watch, you know, the story of Little Ruby Bridges and, um, and all the, the, the sad things that happened. Uh, in our history and, and as if the only history we had was 400 years worth, that the only history we had was just days of slavery um, and inhumane injustices that we still um, see to this very day. And so as a kid, I couldn't see why we would be saying happy Black History Month because it was just always reciting the sad, the bad, the trauma that we have endured as a people for a period of 400 years. And at that time, I didn't know that we are really descendants of kings and queens, that we are the architects of civilizations, that we come from brilliance and we are brilliant. And so this year, I decided that Black History Month doesn't have to feel like all we are are a bunch of uh, descendants of slaves. We have a history that's richer than that. And so because of that, I said, well, what can I do? And, and so I realized that we have excellence amongst us, that we are writing history right now. We have people that are doing positive things right now. They are, they are our history in the making. And so uh, Mr. David Dennis is one of those people. So I want to uh, welcome you, David, um, thank you, to thank you. this show today. Thank you for coming. Thank you for just agreeing to have a conversation with me. So I want you Absolutely. more properly introduce yourself. Let us know who you are and what you do. Let's just start there. All right. 
Uh, again, my name is David Dennis. I'm uh, from Columbus, Ohio, born and raised. Um, I'm a musician um, and I also uh, work for the National Center for Urban Solutions. Um, in that position, I'm a business service consultant. And uh, so I work with individuals that are on or receiving assistance um, and try to get them back into the workforce. That is incredible in itself. I tell you why, because that that helps empower someone to not stay where they're at. You right. know, uh, it's more so not necessarily feeding folk the fish, but teaching them how to fish. Right. And right. there's something liberating about being able to go out and get your own fish. So absolutely, the work you're doing is incredible. Now you play like one of my favorite instruments. I love the saxophone. I love a piano and I love the electric guitar. Like those are my okay. top three favorite instruments. So you playing the saxophone, how long have you been doing that? What kind of got you started doing that? Tell me about what you do. Do you, you know, kind of play like in live bands, you know, in the, you know, on, on the weekends at certain spots? Like, tell us about that too. Okay. Um, so I started playing the saxophone when I was in um, the fifth grade. Um, and I got into it because uh, church, I grew up in church. Okay. Um, so, uh, grew up Kojic, so grew up around a lot of music, yes. uh, around a lot of very talented musicians. Um, and I don't know, when I was younger, I just, uh, there was a saxophone player that, that used to come to our church, um, and I would hear him play and I would go and sit close to them. It was actually two of them that would come and sit. Um, and I would go and sit close to them and I would just listen. And I, I don't know, I just fell in love with the saxophone. Um, so, uh, I always told, you know, my parents, I want to play the saxophone. When I get older, I want to play the saxophone. So they were like, okay. So uh, time came around. In the fourth grade, they would let you do like stringed instruments and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But you couldn't do uh, woodwind or brass instruments until the fifth grade. So I was very anxious, but I waited because I didn't want to, I wasn't interested in any of the other instruments. So um, when fifth grade came around, uh, my mom went out and uh, we got a, a starter, you know, saxophone and um, kind of took off from there. Um, I uh, I do play in a band and then um, I play as an individual as well. Saxophone is David Dennis. And then the name of my band is E-Flat Jazz Band. Um, and we do play at um, jazz venues. We do a lot of festivals. Um, we do a lot of corporate events, um, weddings, anniversaries. Um, so we do, uh, those type of events typically on the weekends. Um, so we stay pretty busy and, um, also, um, sometimes I'll play with a, a accompaniment, um, just a keyboard accompaniment for smaller intimate gatherings. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty much how I got started. Um, I had two bad experiences with both of my music teachers. So I'm really self-taught. Um, I only took, I took lessons for like a year and a half, maybe two years tops. Um, and I start teaching myself. So I'm, I'm self-taught and I play by ear. Really? You yes. know, I know several artists that do that. Uh, I have a young, a little cousin uh, and he started off playing at our church in the, you know, and he would do the drums. And then over time, um, and like right now he's only like maybe 16, 17. But mm -hmm. coming up, I mean, he might have been like five and they because he just really just always had an ear for instrument. He was never formally trained. And he just he played the heck out of them drums to yeah. where he actually ended up getting a job at the church 
he is like the drummer, the, the on, pay, on, on payroll drummer. He's been doing it for years at my church back home in Kentucky. Um, and so shout out to Louisville. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, so we're recording this. It's, um, it's Super Bowl weekend. And so um, I do have some NFL attire also, but I always like to represent the Ville whenever I can. So right. in the spirit of football and all that, that's why y'all see me like this. Okay. So anyway, but uh, back home. And so he did, and he's never really been formally taught. He, you know, and he plays, I mean, he plays. And then I heard a term, David, that I had never heard of before, but uh, he does shed. Some, 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 uh, uh -huh. some musicians get together and have a shed or do a shed. Yeah. What is a shed? Tell the people, what is a shed? <laughs> Where did that shed uh, So usually um, a shed is uh, just a lot of different musicians. Um, it's kind of like a jam session. They'll get together. Um, everybody kind of like feeds off of each other, off of the vibe and they pick up maybe different techniques or styles of playing from each other. So they're just kind of, um, that's where the shed came from. They're like shedding off of each other or learning from each other. Um, so it's kind of like a jam session in a sense. So yeah, but just kind of getting together and just um, playing some music, coming up with stuff on the spot, um, coming up with music on the spot, making music together, um, just kind of jamming out. Okay, I would love to live. I absolutely love music. Like I love music and I love all kinds of music. You know, I mean, anywhere from country to, I mean, just anything. I just, I love yeah. music. So, but, and so you, you know, with you doing jazz and all that and playing the saxophone, I would love to know who are some of your favorite artists. Cause like, you know, like, like, you know, I, I love, well, I love plenty of artists, but tell me who are some of your favorite jazz artists? Or anybody, uh, any artist. They don't even have to be jazz. Yeah. So I uh, I play more smooth jazz. Um, and uh, some of my favorite artists, my uh, favorite of all time uh, saxophone player is Donald Hayes. Um, and uh, Marcus Anderson. Um, I enjoy uh, Julian Vaughn. He plays the uh, bass guitar. He's a lead bass player. Um, Gerald Albright, uh, Kirk Whalum. Yes! Uh, Walter Beasley. I mean, I it's I could go on and on, but yeah. Oh my Those, gosh! Some of okay, my what, favorites. What about Coltrane? Yes, absolutely. Cold, so of course, some of the the classics. Uh, Coltrane. Um, yeah, I, I love all those guys. Yes, he comes out here on the coast. Uh, I think it's around. Um, I think it's around uh, Labor Week, Labor Day weekend. I believe they have like a thing out here, out this way. I'm not. I, I haven't been able to make it yet because I've only been out here three years. Two of the years it's been COVID. You know, in the first year yeah, I was just trying to yeah. get settled in, and I just didn't make a big deal because I figured I can go next year. Who knew yet? Yeah. Next year was going to be the apocalypse going on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so okay, so you told us who's on your playlist or who you really enjoy uh, listening to. I would want to kind of get back a little bit because I do have more questions about that because I love lifestyle. I'm I'm, I'm I'm intrigued with what professionals do beyond their profession. So that's why okay. I ask these questions because right. even on platforms such as LinkedIn, which is where we're connected at, a lot of times we see a lot of uh, posts and articles that are geared towards the professional realm. You know, it's things that are going on in the business world and that's and it has its place. But I firmly believe that we, even as professionals, we are people, you know, we have families, we have lives, we've got things that go on sometimes. We have feelings. And so I, I'm really 
um, I'm all about balance and I'm all about the holistic person. That's why I ask some of these things, you know, beyond you as a person in your role, you know, by day, who are you right. beyond that? You know, for instance, I would like to know, can you play spades, David? <laughs> oh, I love spades. I love spades. What can you do? I can, what can you do at the table, David? I can, what can you I can, do? I can handle my business with spades. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean you could be my partner? We're not going to get set. Absolutely. We can we can we can put some some people to bed with the with the okay. cards. Yeah. I love spades. <laughs> Listen, if you if you don't know how to play spades, I don't know how you can survive in the hood now because <laughs> that's where I come from. And they would take your card, you they revoke your card if you don't know how to play spades. Now right. my card probably already been to because I don't know how to eat fried chicken. I never ate right. fried chicken for real, never liked what? it, never loved it. I ain't gonna say I never had it. When I did have it, y'all, this is really bad. Because, of course, you know, it's fried chicken, it's fried pork chops, pork chops and gravy. It's like Southern food, you know, soul yeah. food. And I never knew really how to eat chicken. Like, literally, I would be like, what do you do with this? It just cannot, it just didn't make sense to me. Literally. Like, I know it sounds like a crazy thing for somebody that would just pick up a bone or, I mean, a, a, a whatever it is and bite out the chicken. But to me, I was like, oh, they do you know, it just never seemed right to me. And I just never had chicken. So, you know. Y'all, but but work with me because your girl can play spades. Okay. So I've redeemed myself. <laughs> yes, you've definitely redeemed yourself in spades. So I went to uh Kentucky State University and oh. on the weekends, that's some sometimes that's all we did, play spades, um, dominoes. Uh so yeah, I, I can I can hold my own with spades. Oh my god, I remember we lived in the project and my mama and my dad, my sister's dad I, I adopted him as my own dad um and they would have card parties on the weekend and it was the sweetest one of the sweetest memories I have is of them having um uh the card parties and you would hear you know like your Marvin Gaye and all of that playing everybody had their little drinks and but you know I would be shoot on out the out the living room because it was grown yeah. folks you know get on out of here what you want what you need make it quick you know right, type of thing. Right. but those are some of my most sweetest memories is just the music from that era and just the crowd of people, not crowd, but you know, like the gathering of right. my mama and them friends that would come and sit around the living room and have drinks and, and play cards. It was just, you know, it was just, it was just amazing. And, and so it's only right that I didn't talk my kids how to play spades, okay? Right, right. <laughs> Priceless memories. Um, I'm saying it really has. Yeah, I went to, my dad is from, from the South. Um, he grew up in Alabama. Okay. Um, so we would go for our family reunions and okay. we would always uh, have them in, in uh, Alabama, Camden, Alabama, actually. And um, the, when you were talking about uh, getting shooed away, so the adults would play, they always play spades. So um, they would have, you know, music playing and, you know, they would be at the table and they were serious about spades. They did yes. not play. So yes. like we weren't allowed to play. We could watch, but we couldn't play. We never were allowed to play as kids. So we would watch and sit back. And like I said, they were serious about spades. You better not renege or you better not cut your partner out. Okay. Cause it was, yeah. Yeah. They Tonk, did not play and with then the there's spades. Tonk, and there's gym rummy. Yep. Cause those is, those is I never learned necessary. how to play rummy. Those is just yeah. necessary. I never learned how to right. play Tonk or rummy. Listen, I was doing good playing spades. I can do 21. <laughs> And I would get bored with Uno. Uno take too long. I don't have the patience for Uno. Then everybody got their own rules for Uno. I, I just couldn't get into right, that. You know, right. I just didn't really. But um, anyway, but back to you and the reason why we're featuring you. What impact 
do you feel like you have made um, in your community, whether it be local or globally? Um, and, what, and the reason why I ask is because, you know, they say that we are our ancestors' wildest dreams. And like I was telling someone before or recently, I believe that because there was a day where, and I'm, and again, only referring to the ancestors that was that was brought here unwillingly and became slaves. Because again, we come from way more than that, you know, and right. not to minimize their experience. Uh, but for that, you know, I, I don't think they were, and like I was telling somebody the other day, I said, we are their babies. You know, we are their babies. We right. are their babies. And their babies are able to do some things that they would have never thought possible. You know, and, and so to whoever's point that made that quote, that said that initially, we are their wildest dreams. You know, I say for me, the whole thing about this series that I've been doing, y'all, this thing, I don't really wear hats all the time and it's like creeping up and I just keep doing it. But uh, so, but for me, I don't even realize, and I said this before, uh, just like being an author of multiple books just recently, um, I keep working because I'm like, okay, I published that book. Okay, I published that book. And literally on the day that I didn't publish the books, like, I just keep working. Like I got something else to do. Like publishing it has not been a thing. It's like, okay, or them publishing them. I just keep working the same day. Like no balloons, flowers, celebration, no la da. And then for uh, last week, I said, girl, you are a whole author. You are a whole yeah. black it doesn't all I can think of is that I got something else I want to do list and that's I just keep working I keep my head down I just stay working and um but not only am I we were not supposed to be able to read you know there was laws we could not read and not only could we not read we show we're supposed to be able to write so to be able to read write be the author be the publisher and for some people are owning the bookstore too we right. are doing all the things that they said we was not supposed to be able to do. Our ancestors, I know, would be so proud of us. So in that regard, what do you feel like you're doing that you know they would just be so proud? What impact will you, what impact can you say that you've done or you're actively doing or what are you conscious of? What causes are you uh, wrapped up or passionate about? That kind of thing. Tell me more about that. Okay. Um, yeah, I definitely... Um working in the field that I'm in, um, I've always been in uh, like social services, uh, social work type fields. Um, So I love helping and giving back. Um, And I feel like um, for me, it's so rewarding. Like even now, the position that I'm in now, um, I actually, this is a new position for me, um, but I've been with the agency uh, before I was working with um, adults, young adults, um, preparing them for the workforce, um, helping remove barriers, um, and getting them prepared. So teaching soft skills, um, you know, helping them with their resumes, um, helping them, like I said, with some of the barriers, um, some of the individuals, um, some of the things that we have opened them up to, they've never experienced before. So like, um, you know, as far as some of the, some of the students may not have ever gone out to like a fine dining establishment. Um, so we have done those types of things. Um, and then also just like preparing them and teaching them how to become um, a better citizen and how to, to in, uh, get themselves together and be ready for work, how to work. Um, and then teaching them some of the things that, you know, may come natural to us or may, you know, we may think or take for granted 
um, to help them get ready um, for work. Uh, because a lot of, you know, we work with uh, inner city youth. A lot of them come from various backgrounds, from broken families, broken homes. Um, so I feel like um, it's very rewarding. And that is a way that I have definitely been giving back and been able to um, instill some of those things that I know and the things that I've learned along the way um, to them. Um, so it's, it's definitely very rewarding. You know, I was thinking about that what, as you were speaking, and I feel like that is so impactful because you are changing the trajectory of this current generation that you're working with and the future generation for their offspring. Because just because we start off in one place does not mean that's where we have to end up. And right. for you doing this, and like you say, coming from diversified backgrounds, you know, some, you know, and so, so there's different experiences that they, that they have and they bring to the table when they come to you. And so for those who may not have otherwise had these experiences, as you mentioned, you're providing them this opportunity. And when they get a taste of it, they may want more of that. Right. And they may right. want to pursue opportunities that's going to give them future opportunities for more than that, more of that. Yeah. And so that is awesome that this is something that you're doing. What made you want to go into this particular field? I don't, I've always, uh, since I was little, I've always um, enjoyed helping people. I've just always been a, a person that um, I like to help and I like to give back. Um, and I gear more towards, um, you know, young adults. Um, I've worked for, with uh, little kids all the way up. I just enjoy, just work. I enjoy working with people, definitely a people person. Um, and I just, I grew up in a, a two parent household. Um, blessed uh, Christian home. Uh, my parents are still married to this day. They've been married for 54 years. Um, wow. Yeah, 54 years. Um, so, and I have uh, three siblings. Um, so some of the things that I experienced, some of the things that I learned uh, watching uh, watching my parents, you know, and it, it wasn't always easy for them either, but mm -hmm. they they, you know, they stuck it out. They made it work, mm -hmm. um, and it was truly been a blessing, truly been a blessing in my life to have that. I think that is incredible. Now, as we begin to wrap it up, I want to always leave our peoples with something that's of value that they can take with them. So uh, I like to just kind of, so I want to just kind of get a couple of things out. So one, we've talked about what's on your playlist. What is on your watch list? and or reading list so do you is there anything that you're binge watching or a particular show or series that you're into or are you yeah. listening to particular listening to a show you know a podcast or or anything at all like what what's on your list that you would recommend that's like a must follow must tune in for them okay so yeah i uh have a couple shows that i'm binge watching um quite a few things that i like um i love uh raising Dion. Um, I watched that quite a bit. Um, and then also I've been watching Ozark and, uh, I've heard of it. Never seen it. Heard of it. You got to watch it. You got to okay. watch it. Um, what else do I watch? Power. Okay. That's yeah. a, that's a popular one for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see the shy it's off right now. Um, snowfall. Okay. So those are, yeah. I've heard of it. I don't watch TV a lot. Okay. And I've been tuning into Abbott Elementary. 
Um, I saw that the other day, and um, I definitely want to get uh, started with that. But I, I watched the um, uh, interview. I think the young lady that created the show it was a uh, she was on a night show, um, and I saw that and watched a clip, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to check that out." It's so funny to me. It reminds me of like The Office. I, I would say it's kind of like a, you know, it's funny, but it's it's. It's dry humor, but it's funny. Like right. I can't describe it. It's just so funny because I owned um, a, a, a preschool center and an after-school program for 12 years, and so working in early uh, childhood education, being being a director of all that, and having you know, I'm dealing with little ones, and then I've got four kids. My kids, yeah, I've got adults, and then I've got like a little eight-year-old even right now because you know, you know, because what I do makes sense. Have grown right. kids and they have a little eight-year-old because you know. <laughs> anyway. And I have a, a, I actually, my undergrad uh, degree is in child development and family relations. Is it really? So, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's rewarding because we are their first teachers and, exactly. you know, and definitely can set them on a great path and get them excited about learning, you know? Yes. But because yes. of that, I could definitely relate to the stories in, you know, Abbott Elementary. And it's just so funny because my daughter, she's like, you know, I, I feel like I play across. I feel like I play a good cross between Cheryl Lee Ralph's character and the principal, which you won't know until you start watching. But Cheryl Lee Ralph, you know, being she's a seasoned teacher and she do not play with these kids. And yeah. there's a young girl that's like fresh out of college as a teacher. And she does all the things that the textbooks tell you to do. OK, right. she's trying to calm them down. I'm going to give you I'm going to count down. When I get done, you better be quiet. Five four, three, and they still run around, ain't paying no attention to her. And she black, you know, that's the thing. Cause it's, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's an African-American, it's an inner city school. Most of the the cast is mostly African-American. And it's, it, and it's that, that's a part of the joke too, is these little, and so she, so this girl, she's so patient and so kind and so textbookish and fresh out of high school, I mean, fresh out of college, wet behind the ears when it come to working with these children. She ain't got none of her yeah. own and she's just so kind. And so them kids are not kind to her because they run right over her. And so Shirley Ralph, she didn't get, she's, you know, asked for her assistance a couple of times when it comes to corralling the kids and calming them down. And Shirley Ralph don't have to count. She don't have to say anything. She's right. given. I told my kids, I said, what we got to do? I said, because I ain't got to say a word. I said, what I got to do? Look. They're like, uh -huh. look, mama. That's all mama's got to do is look. And an old school teacher, we just look. We don't have to say a thing. If I say something, I said too much already, and now I'm really mad. Yep. You know what I yep. mean? And so, I guess. And then, the, but then the principal, she's more interested in like filing her nails, shopping online. She's not a principal. Like she's a principal, yeah. but she's like like terrible. You know, she's yeah. not even in tune with the job. So she's a terrible leader. And and I can't. I think, and I'm not a terrible leader by any means. But, you know, it's funny because she's just so nonchalant and so terrible with her job. She's just like, not And it's funny because I aspire to want to be that way, not in a bad way, but in a way like you just, just, I always do things excellently. You know, that's what I try to do. And so like the new tip, I try to be cool. And I try to be calm and I try, I don't want to be so uptight. So it's right. funny to just kind of, and my kids look at me as a parent. I'm more so, uh, cause I was like, you know, very, I was a stickler for a lot of things with my older three, you know? And yeah. so with the little one, well, she's a good kid too, but, um, you know, kids, you know, after it's your fourth child and, and they fall and, and something go on, you like, is she dead? Is she breathing? Is she this? Is she that? Get up, right, get up, shake it off. Yeah. When it would be the first kid, you're like, oh my God, no. 
Somebody right. called the paramedic, you know, the baby fell, you know, just last right, week, right. like, girl, gone somewhere. You fine. Gone somewhere. Drop the tear. You know, it's more like that. So I'm, I guess I've become that kind of principal that's at Abbey Elementary as a parent now. I'm like, gone right. you know, I would be like a Roseanne Barr <laughs> these days in parenting. And to me, I'm just, cause I'm like, I'm not over it, but it's just kind of like, you look at things now and they're not as extreme as what you would have thought they right. were you know things that we would as a new parent you would just be tripping about you know as a as a seasoned parent you're like okay bye you know right so that so it's just kind of so anyway um but it's a it's a fun show it's a fun show what about what you're reading do you are you interested because I mean I, I I sometimes I can't sit still long enough so do you read is that a thing that you like to do every now and then um I haven't been reading a lot so um i don't have a current book that i'm reading or anything right now okay um i'm usually so busy um with between work and my gigs and then i'm also have uh i have two girls i'm a single dad okay so um i have a 11 year old and a 14 year old so they keep me pretty busy yeah so you're a girl dad i am a girl dad all the way do you have them rotten dad uh yeah uh, I was gonna say, know, tell the truth. Know. Tell the truth. They're spoiled. Yes, they are spoiled. <laughs> I can. I'm looking at you, and I can see it. I don't think you have like. I feel like <laughs> you are probably weaker than water when it comes to them kids. I'm with them girls because they're girls. First of all, so it's a daddy's girl right. type of thing. And right. I mean, you seeing that you work with children, you work with youth. I would think that you have so much compassion. I would just assume that they wouldn't be, I, I would just assume you just got, that they got you wrapped around their little pinky finger. <laughs> I could just already imagine it. So, um, but as we get ready to close, I want to ask you two things. Do you have like a favorite quote you'd like to leave us with? And also, would you let us know how we can follow or support you? Any links, any websites, pages? Because see, when I, when I get married, when the Lord sent my husband, I don't know where he is. You know, I don't know where he is. But when he comes, I need to remember you in this saxophone for this grand affair that we're going to have. There we this, go. This, I ain't yeah. going to do a lot. I already said, I don't want to, I don't care about no wedding. I, I would re- just assume elope or I just assume get married in somebody's backyard and, and just have the pretty little lights and just a few people. Not even like, cause I don't fool with people. I'm cool with people. I don't fool with people. I don't need a lot. <laughs> I just need me and him and the Lord and the priest. That's all I need or the preacher. That's all I need. But anyway, one thing that's got to be in place is the music. So yes. I got to remember that when the Lord sends somebody, we got to come to you or you got, we got to send for you to come to us. But I need and, music and there. If, if keep, I'm, I'm on, waiting too. To I'm, wait, I, I'm waiting on mine too. So, <laughs> but yeah, I will uh, definitely. Yes. Please keep me in mind, me and my band. Um, yes. So you said, uh, let's see, you said a quote and a what was quote, the last thing? A quote and links. How can we support you? How can oh, we follow okay. you or whatever we yes. need to do there? Okay, so as far as links, um, I am on uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, on Twitter. I'm not on there really a lot. I post things every now and then. So, but um, for Facebook, it's um, E Dash Flat um, is the name of the band. Um, it's E Flat Jazz Band, but um, it's under E Dash Flat. You can find us on Facebook. Um, on Instagram, it's at E Flat Jazz Band, and um, on Twitter, it's E Flat Band, and um, trying to think I think I covered the social media platforms um as far as a quote a quote that I will leave you with is um and I'm not exactly sure who wrote this quote but um where words fail music speaks Ooh, I like and it's universal 
Yes. yes. We out here quoting things and we don't know who the people are. I didn't say my quote and didn't know where it came from. Here you are with yours. We're going to have to fact check some things and see who right. said what. Exactly. <laughs> but I love that quote. I love that. Yes. That is beautiful. Yes. And it's so true. And uh, yes, yeah, that's, I love it. Love it. Love that quote. But yeah, it is, it is so true. So true. Now, will we be able to find you like a sample of y'all's music when we go to your social platforms? Y'all have like any like video of y'all playing? Because I mean, I'm really wanting to go look this up because I love music. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there are. Um, I actually, I think I have more videos because I go live a lot from Facebook. So there's a lot more videos um, on Facebook that you can find and, and see videos of us playing at different events and venues. Um, there's some on uh, Instagram as well, but I usually, if I go live or something, it's usually like from Facebook. Um, and a lot of my videos that I've recorded have been from Facebook. So, but yeah, you could definitely um, check us out and uh, listen to some of our music that we've uh, played or, or, you know, different places that we've performed at for sure. Okay. Well, David, I am just so glad that you took your time to just talk to me I and, and our peoples, our family out here that's listening. I call them my besties. So thank Absolutely. you for coming and chatting and sharing with the besties. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. I appreciate uh, you reaching out for sure. This was this was awesome. I'm glad that I was able to, uh, to, to jump on here and uh, have this conversation. It's awesome. Yay. Well, thank you guys. And thank you all for listening. Um, I would love for you to go check David out and then also um, make sure that if you're catching this uh, on um, YouTube, follow the page, subscribe and all that good stuff. Drop some comments and words of encouragement for our for our new bestie, David. And yeah. then um, and then follow both of us on our platforms. I can be found just under organized energy and also under Life Unscripted Podcast um, on your various social platforms. So anyway, until the next time, I want all of you all to be blessed. It is awesome to listen to my show, but wouldn't it be amazing if you could launch your very own? Go from listening to launching when you pick up my new book called Is This Thing On? The Super Simple Guide to Planning, Launching, and Scaling Your Podcast. And of course, it was written by a podcaster for new and aspiring podcasters. Think of it as business strategy meets podcasting 101. So yeah, anyone can launch a podcast. That's the easy part. But not everyone understands the business and brand strategy behind operating a podcast, be it if you're doing it just for yourself and for pleasure as a hobby, or if you're doing it to get more eyes on your brand. Either way, this book, this project is for you. Visit organizedenergy.co slash shop. Again, organizedenergy.co backslash shop. I've got some goodies for you. I want you to visit organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. Organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. I have curated a list of some of the favorite tools and resources that I use 
as I operate my business that have been amazing for me. They have helped me to save time. They have helped me to build my team. They have helped me to stay connected with my people. And I absolutely love so many of these tools. I want to share them with you and it's free to download. So again, go to organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea so that I can help you get started working smarter and not harder. Again, and as always, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Okay, thank you. I appreciate the fact that you shared your time with me. That's number one. Number two, I always tell you guys as I close out my show that I love you. I remind you that God loves you and I want you to make sure that you love you. Okay, I love you. God loves you. I want to make sure that you love you. Now, if you enjoyed this show and what you heard today, I ask that you do me a favor as my bestie. Would you please go over to Apple Podcasts, to Spotify, and um, wherever else you listen that has the opportunity for you to rate and review. I would love for you to rate the show and to leave a meaningful review. I want to make sure that you also have subscribed to the show and that you will share it with someone that you think would really enjoy it like you do. Okay, I truly appreciate you. I really do love you. And I cannot wait for you to join me again on the next episode. Have the absolute best week ever.